The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the July 1st edition of the Rotor World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. You know what July 1st means? It means a lot of money going out to NBA players, and we'll be talking about players, a lot of them re-signing, a couple guys changing teams, big men, um, and some point guards, too, changing. So with me to do all that, we'll have some fantasy spin and everything. It is Dr. Ray Steve Alexander. What's up, man? Nothing, man. Uh, I've been I've been kind of busy with uh, eight-year-old baseball, and it's distracted me a little bit from uh, the NBA draft and the uh, free agent deadline, so... Here I am. It was a pretty exciting and eventful night for you, it looks like. Yeah, definitely. Um, and by the way, why is your kid still playing baseball with all the money these basketball players are getting? Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, he's only he's only like 44 inches tall. <laughs> That's part of it. Yeah, yeah man. But we're, in the, uh, we're, playing, we're one of 16 teams that uh, qualified for the state tournament. So we have a game... Actually, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do a Facebook video, and then we're getting in the car and driving to Atlanta. So we got a game tonight at 8, and then got a game tomorrow morning, got a game Sunday. And if we do well, we, uh, we'll we go to the Dizzy Dean World Series in Alabama next week. Cool. And then if you win that, then you're in Williamsport? No. Uh, so I a couple think more. Dizzy, D- D- Dizzy Dean's different than the Williamsport deal. Oh, because you're younger. Right. So uh, it, it would end... Uh, in Alabama, if we get okay. through, if we get through this thing uh, in Atlanta, but it's going to be really hard. I think every team is really good that's there, so it's oh. kind of kind of crapshoot. Wow, actually, uh, I just want to talk about some breaking news with OJ Mayo. Uh, he apparently got in some trouble here. As I pulled this up, the NBA announced free agent OJ Mayo has been dismissed and disqualified from the NBA for violating terms of the NBA MBPA anti drug program. Whoa! It's according to Mark Spears, kicked out of the league. Goodbye. Not uh, the Bucks are not very good with uh, handling drug issues, huh? With Larry Sanders and and cold. then even before that, Vin Baker. True. Was, had the alcohol, alcohol problem? Yeah, that's um, tough, man. I mean, wow. got, crazy. He was traded for Kevin Love on draft night, uh, and he has. He was what? Um, one magazine called him the next LeBron. Yeah, no. Who who was the last player kicked out? Was it Chris Anderson? Yeah, I mean he he basically got, got kicked out of the league, and yeah. I think he had to like apply for reinstatement and all that. Yeah, it's I mean, Mayo. He had a couple of nice paydays, so he's uh, well. Hopefully, he didn't spend too much money on. Hopefully, it's just like weed or something, not serious. Hate to see guys getting into drug problems. If so, it was weed, uh, he'd still be in the league, I think. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty. I don't think he's had that many suspensions. Usually, they'll up it a couple times. So he must have been. Must be pretty bad. And did you hear the, the Delonte West thing? Oh, uh, the three guns, three guns, Delonte. <laughs> About how he was barefoot and panhandling. Oh, that yeah, yeah. He was doing some. He's like homeless and stuff apparently, or he's just doing panhandling. 
And then one other kind of interesting thing too was remember how shady the Bucks were with Mayo? Uh, we were like, oh, what the heck? And and that uh, may explain a little bit uh, with the with the shadiness. All right, let's get let's get to some, uh, the other side of the spectrum uh, of guys making some some serious money, um, and we'll start with cash rules everything around Mozgov. Cream get the money, dollar dollar bill, y'all. Uh, he kicked off the free agency class with a sixty five million dollar four year deal with the Los Angeles Lakers. Yes, the cap's going up quite a bit, but man, I mean, this just seems like Omar Ashik all over again. Uh, a guy who played, if you factor in his DNP CDs. In the playoffs, 21 games total, played in 13. He only played four minutes a game. Um, and you just gave this guy a ridiculous amount of money. So, I mean, $16 million a year is crazy. What, what are your impressions on that? Yeah, I don't, I don't really um, – I don't get it. The, the money is – that's a lot of money for Timothy Mozgov, man. Um, for a team that's rebuilding and, and trying to go, you know, youth movement, I, I just – it's kind of uh, it's kind of surprising to me. Yeah, and you, and a lot of people say, oh, they have to get to the salary floor. You don't have to get to the salary floor on opening night. You have to get there eventually. And this is why we see teams like the Sixers take on a lot of money when people move guys around. So that's really nice to see, and that was the hinky special. Stand to the floor, pick up contracts later to get up to the floor, and you're good. So, yeah, I don't get it. The Lakers have a ton of money. They were right at the top for salary cap available because of the Kobe Bryant deal coming off the books. But, yeah, I mean, I don't like it. And Al Horford's apparently not going to go there. Um, they're obviously not going to get Dwight back. So, I don't and know. And Roy Hibbert's probably Hibbert's going, right? Connor. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the the flip side of that is it looks like Miles is going to get plenty of opportunity. Yeah, I think so. What do you? What do you maybe think? he'll maybe he'll be a you know ten point ten rebound guy. I don't know. Maybe see some uh, other rookie Zubac, the thirty second pick. Maybe he gets out there if they don't hit anybody else. I mean, I hate this deal. I mean, Mozgov's going to be thirty, uh, and you're going to pay for a guy who's already going downhill for four years. Like even if that last year is an option, then I just, I don't I hate that deal. I mean, use your money elsewhere. You don't have to. You don't. You're the Lakers. Okay, you don't have to. You know, play it smart. You don't have to hit the salary floor right off the bat. But, yeah, what do you think for fantasy? I mean, like we said, he's on the radar now. Uh, So, I mean, I'm still not drafting him. I'm not a Mozgov guy. I mean, I could see if you need a center real late, I could see you taking him. I mean, I think he's going to have to get a lot of minutes. He's going to block some shots. Um, And, like I said, maybe maybe 10 points and 10 rebounds uh, on most nights. But... It's it's a weird deal for the Lakers. All right, so let's hit on I guess the max guys. Um, no, only one player actually. Excuse me, three guys hit true max. Um, that's Hassan Whiteside, uh, ninety eight over four. Bradley Beal, the one thirty over five, and then Drummond, the one thirty over five. Those guys are true max deals. So, um, I mean, everyone's re-signing here. What what are your impressions on those three i mean i thought do you thought do you think any of them were overpaid or who do you think is the riskiest of the bunch uh i i i think i'm pretty good with with all those signings uh beal's leg hmm. obviously is is a big issue because it's bothered him so many times in his short career it's probably the one i'm most worried about 
Yeah, I'm a little more more worried about Whiteside. Um, I trust Beal uh, to be. I mean, you know, Beal's going to be good, and I'd rather have to worry about the injury than the talent. I mean, I'm still not totally sold on Whiteside. Again, a guy who's a little bit older now. I think he's what 27. So you're paying for the back end of his prime, or Beal, you're playing for the front end of his prime. So I like that a little bit more. And again, just don't play Beal 42 minutes a game like. That was the biggest mistake of the season, and they paid for it in spades. Uh, they never got their footing after their injury. Uh, and we're both good with the, the Drummond thing. I'm good with Drummond, and I, I'm good with Whiteside. I mean, we knew he was going to get yeah. paid. It was just a matter of who was going to do it. Yep, and they um, apparently – I'm guessing how this went down was because uh, Woj was saying Dallas is in front, and, um, and then all of a sudden Miami's in front. But that was because – I think originally we thought Miami wasn't going to max, but then I think Woj got wind of Miami maxing him, and Miami could offer more money. So I think once that went down, that was that was kind of the nail in the coffin. And Whiteside said he'll announce his decision in the morning. So it was announced this morning, but I think he knew right out of that meeting that once Miami said, all right, we're maxing you, um, it's going down. Yep, I think that is a reasonable scenario. <laughs> all right, and then two other things I want to add to that is – Dwayne Wade had a funny tweet. He tweeted out, uh, can I, hashtag, can I borrow $5 um, when he congratulated Whiteside. I thought that was funny. Um, and then also, in addition, uh, Ethan Skolnick of the Miami Herald says, that's not a firm 98 over 4. Uh, there may be some wiggle room to try to bring in Kevin Durant. I do not see the heat landing KD uh, with the question marks on Bosch. I mean, even Wade is kind of up in the air. Yeah, it's a big question is where, where KD's going to end up. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. All right, so we'll talk about the guys who got a little a little bit under the max, uh, and that was uh, DeMar DeRozan. He was kind of the, the next big guy to go through. He got a five-year, $139 million deal, massive contract, uh, which is just a shade below max. Uh, he left about $14 million on the table over those five years. Uh, and just to kind of go over the, the max terms for you guys, if you play one to six years, you basically get the same max if you're in seven to nine. Uh, and again, that's not counting restricted free agency. Seven to nine, you're looking at a jump. And then if you play 10 plus years, you're getting a big jump. So like Amari, we saw him getting huge contracts and all those guys. Um, and we'll talk about Clarkson in a second. So what do you think about Batum? He's in a good spot. I thought he was going to get straight max. Yeah, I was a little surprised he didn't he didn't get it um, as well. Um uh, He's a good player. Charlotte's kind of an up-and-coming team, and he's he's going to be the centerpiece of that team for a long time. It looks like so. I, I like Batum's game quite a bit, and uh, I like I like him in Charlotte. So, yeah, he it's he really good. helped. Sorry, what's up? Hey, I think it's a good move for them. Yep, uh, I thought that his arrival to Charlotte really helped Kemba break out because uh, Kemba is. Kind of almost better off the, like kind of like Curry, a guy who can play off the ball pretty well. Um, and Batum's passing ability, uh, high post, low post, uh, off the dribble. I mean, guy can pass, and his defense is great. So big reason why Charlotte really kind of came around. Um, they did lose Al Jeff, which isn't a big loss. So, um, but yeah, they're, they're going to try to sign Marvin Williams now, and maybe that's why Batum didn't go full max. Um, they could sign him. I think Courtney Lee's probably gone. Um, that was kind of just a, a trade last year to kind of get him a little bit of a push in the playoffs. So we'll see what happens with Lee. But, um, yeah, I like Batum. Definitely a, a, a probably third, fourth rounder in fantasy again. Really good after the break. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, Kid Gilchrist come back and uh, how that impacts that team. Yep, definitely. That was uh, the Courtney Leak uh, MKG Insurance. So it, hopefully he keeps his shoulder intact, man. It's bad news. So DeRozan, not a lot of analysis here. We kind of all saw this coming. If As long as Toronto wasn't like, all right, we're not even going to pay you uh, like half max, uh, he's going to come back. So, you know, he, he compromised a little bit, didn't go full max again. But um, do you like this deal? I mean, a lot of this is, this is a hot topic. A lot of people hate this deal. A lot of people are kind of okay with it. I, don't, I know no one loves it since DeRozan's not the most efficient player because he doesn't shoot threes. Uh, it, I mean, he's, he's a good enough player that he deserves, he's going to get money from somebody. Um, I did, I just, I'm kind of surprised Toronto is going basically back in with the same, the same setup they had last year and, and the year before that. But, um, I, like, like you said, I don't love the deal. I don't hate it. It, it sort of is what it is. Yep, he's going to be 27 next month. So, again, like Whiteside, you're paying for the back end of his prime over five years. So the la- that last year deal, that last year, that deal, is not, it's not going to be fun. You're not going to be um, get making money on that deal. And they're going to lose Biombo. They don't really have a whole lot. You're, counting, you're basically counting on Jonas Valachunas taking another leap, and they're hoping their rookie, Jakob Pertl, I guess, comes around. And maybe, just maybe, Bruno Caboclo could, <laughs> could show up. Uh, so there's a couple little things different, but fantasy, pretty much same thing. I'm not going to draft him. Uh, I don't like the the low efficiency and not much else besides really scoring. Um, we'll still even DFS. He kind of tailed off after a really nice start once his price rose. And in the playoffs, he wasn't good, obviously. Yeah, I feel like he's headed down the uh, Joe Johnson path. Yeah, for the um, last year, last year that deal is going to be painful. Yeah. So just uh, I, I see some tweets coming out from. The uh, the Mayo thing. You were right, Anderson uh, on Chris Anderson. He got the dismissal at age twenty seven, recovered and returned. So you were right there. And then Mayo had a ten game suspension for testing positive on an over the counter steroid. So that's probably what it is. He probably took a, another PED. And then who was the guy uh, that played for Dallas that got kicked out? Um, uh, and then Sean Kemp did he get did he get thrown? I don't think so. I think he just had a lot of kids. so let's see here um move on we'll move on to clarkson uh another guy who got just a shade below his maximum earning potential uh he got 50 over four years he could have got just a shade under 61 that's because of of all players the gilbert arenas provision um basically it means uh first or second year players uh getting that first salary jump uh unrestricted can only make a certain amount of money uh, on a cap, so again, that was sixty-one, only fifty, so pretty, you know, decent bargain, especially compared to Mozgov. Uh, Clarkson's getting paid quite a bit less than Mozgov, both on four-year deals. So I love this deal for the Lakers. Uh, good spot for him. Curious to see what he can do with Luke Walton and adding that three-point shot, which kind of came around a little bit last year, is important. But a guy I'm definitely eyeing um, with the Luke Walton factor and kind of the later middle rounds. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Clarkson's Clarkson is a Pretty dynamic scorer, um, pretty good player. He's young. He he makes a lot more sense for the Lakers than Mozgov does <laughs> to me. Just to get back on the Mozgov thing, and again, people like are like, all right, yeah, the salary cap's rising. Don't forget that money is going to count against the cap. He's not a um, mid-level exception right now. He's not 
a minimum player right now. Those two things don't count against your cap. So this guy's numbers are going to count against the cap every year. You can get a fill-in every year and not hurt your cap. So, I mean, and again, keeping under the salary cap, you're going to hurt your luxury tax and all that. So you're going to wind up paying for it. But if you want to contend, the Cavs, they were number one in payroll because they went into luxury so hard. But, um, yeah, I just, I don't get it. We we're beating that horse to death. Um, but, yeah, we, Clarkson, pretty much no changes. Similar role. Um, obviously, no more Kobe. Some more shots his way. So, higher ceiling. Maybe even, I may even go mid-round on him. Yeah, I think fifth or sixth round is probably yeah. where he's going to go. That's exactly what I was going to say. Uh, and so, uh, the the Maverick that was kicked out of the league was Roy Tarpley. Ah, nice. That's yeah. That's before my day, man. <laughs> uh, all right. So point guards coming to terms. A couple early in the morning last night, but the the one today, which was which caught my eye, was Jeremy Lin going to the Brooklyn Nets. So they have the old Brook Lin combination in <laughs> in Brooklyn. Uh, I was hoping they add. Um, uh, Planet Pat Connaughton uh, for the Gangstar, the Brooklyn, the Planet. Anyway, anyways, uh, I, I like to hip up too much. But uh, so, what do you think about Lynn uh, overall for value? He's he's not going to have much talent around him. Yeah, it looks like he's going to start at point guard, so that's good, mm-hmm. fantasy wise. Uh, you know, he's Jeremy Lynn. We had Lynn Sanity back in. What, 2012, I think, 2011, somewhere in there. Um, We haven't really seen Lynn Sanity since then. I doubt we see it uh, this year in Brooklyn, but, you know, he's a competent starting point guard. Uh, He's a guy you'll you'll look at at the later part of your fantasy draft if you need a point guard, but uh, nothing world-shocking there. Yep, he uh, is 27. Uh, he'll be 28 in August, so again, another guy, you're paying for post-prime numbers, but only a three-year deal, so not too bad there, and I don't hate it, you know, $12 million for a guy who's going to give you minutes, unlike Mozgov, been pretty durable in his career, and I think he's going to be a good fit, again, kind of a, a sneaky pick, uh, un, kind of under, you know, he's going to be probably like the 28th, 29th fantasy point guard off the board, where you're... Like, oh, no, I only dropped two point guards in your league. And you're like, ah, I better get another one. He's going to be kind of that guy. Not a high-demand player. Um, but, you know, decent floor. Steals are okay. Um, I don't. I was very curious to see. He really kind of ruined to a nice combo guard last year. So now he's going to go back to pretty much being a straight one. So And the other side of this, which I don't like, I was rooting for some rookies with Karis LeVert, the 20th pick. And his three foot fractures. I was hoping he'd get minutes. Uh, and then same thing for Isaiah Whitehead, second round pick. Those guys would have been looking at possibly a starting role, but now they're probably coming off the bench. Yeah, who do you think is going to start at shooting guard for that team? I mean, Rondé makes sense uh, to start him there, uh, and then maybe start Bohan Bogdanovich. That, those are probably the favorites um, in some in some tandem, but. I'm hoping, I want to see them start four, bring Lynn up the bench, combo guard, and start four guys under 22. <laughs> they could start Whitehead, Lavert, uh, Rondé, and Chris McCullough, and then Brooke Lopez at center. That'd be cool. But that's not going to happen anymore. <laughs> love love yeah. my youth movement. We don't know what they're going to do at power, power forward either. Yeah, I'm hoping they just go with McCullough. Apparently, uh, Thomas Robertson's being uh, pursued by the Pistons, by the way. Yes, I saw that. 
which is fitting. Uh, I'd love to see the a truck in Detroit. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right, so a couple other point guards here. We got uh, another late night slash early morning deal was DJ Augustine coming to terms on a four-year, $29 million deal with the Magic. He will almost certainly be stepping into a backup role with uh, behind Alfred Payton. Uh, good landing spot. Though. They need shooting. They picked up Jody Meeks. Uh, they're using this cap space on that they traded Tobias away for cap space. <laughs> they traded Oladipo to get Surge to help put in some cap space, and now they're filling it with DJ Augustine and Jody Meeks. Good job. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. What do you think about DJA um, and maybe minutes projection? Do you see him playing next to Peyton at all a little bit, or? Well, yeah, I, he can play both guard spots. So I think he can play next to Alfred Payton. I think he can play the point when Payton's on the bench. Um, and their shooting guard situation is not not great. Devin Marble and Jody Meeks. So I think DJ is going to see a lot of time over there too. Yeah, we'll see if they can get, bring Fournier back, who should get matched. So that would mean um, – he would probably get huge minutes again, um, even though he Scott uh, Scott Skiles fell in love with him. I hope this doesn't affect Mario Hazonia's minutes. I'd be pissed about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, wanna, I love the rookies, man. Um, yeah, I mean he's you're pretty much pretty high floor guy. You know he shot forty one percent from three last year, so good shooter there. Uh, and they signed him for a reason to to sign a guy that soon. Uh, he should be getting minutes. Um, not too expensive either. You know, pretty pretty decent deal. Um, okay, so another, this one came out of the blue, kind of like the DJ thing, was Ish Smith, um, the the first of this lower backup point guard tier. He got $18 million over three years with the Pistons. Um, pretty good numbers. He had 15 points a game, seven dimes a game when he started with the 76ers. Um, love, this is a nice pickup. Uh, uh, they love to run pick and rolls with Reggie Jackson, so I think he kind of fits in there scheme-wise. Obviously, a guy who barely held value in... Philadelphia, he has like no value in standard leagues now because he's too high on turnovers, too high, on, too low on field goal percentage. Yeah, it's uh, he's going to be a, a nice backup for Reggie Jackson. They had Steve Blake; he's he's about done. So yeah, it's a good signing for them. It's a good it's a good guy to bring off the bench. Yeah, and then Dinwiddie's in Chicago too, so they, they lost him. They definitely needed to fill in uh, fill a backup point guard in there. Good spot. So the other take, and this doesn't affect Reggie Jackson, obviously. Um, the other takeaway on this is all these point guards coming off the board. What the heck is Philly going to do? Um, they are running out of options here. Uh, I mean, it's almost like they're going to be going after Rondo, which which I hate. Um, I mean, what do you what do you even what do you make of this? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> And Tony Roten's not coming, not walking through that door. <laughs> no, he's not. They've got a, you know, right now it looks like TJ McConnell and Kendall Marshall battling it out. So they definitely need to still do some work at point guard. And I think you're right. It, it, it may end up being Rondo. Yeah, I really hope it's not. Uh, and if it's not, I think we're going to see uh, Ben Simmons, man, go crazy. I think they're going to really run a lot of offense through him. Uh, so I still don't like him too much for season-long standards because of um, not the greatest free throw shooter on a very high volume, um, doesn't shoot threes either, and I'm, I don't think his 56% from the field in college will be anywhere near um, what it's going to be in the NBA. 
But yeah, they're they're gonna. I mean, they can go after Deladova or maybe Tyler Johnson. They're gonna spend big on on somebody. I mean, Felton, like any. I think Chalmers. You know, there's a lot of lower level guys who are gonna have value. Probably, I'm sure we'll talk about that when that deal goes down. Okay, so interesting trade today. I'm sorry, deal today. That was Big Al uh, getting uh, the three year. 30 million. They're still discussing on the terms exactly, but you're looking at about three over 30, better than Mozgov. Um, impressions on this deal to the Pacers? Well, um, like you said, Jefferson's a high usage guy. They they aren't going to want him to mess up the flow of the starting lineup, so he's probably going to be in the second unit, backing up Miles Turner, and he's also going to have to battle with uh, Jan Mahimi if, if he yeah. resigns. Yeah. Um, we don't know where Mahimi's going to be right now. So, um, you know, I think if you've got a good foundation like the Pacers do and you add a player like Al Jefferson to that, you, you probably got better today. So, and as long as you don't need him to be a 35-minute starter, uh, I think it's a good fit. I, I kind of like it. Yeah, definitely not for fantasy. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a nice little... Miles Turner insurance. Don't forget, Miles Turner had a lot of injury concerns, and that's why he slipped out of the top ten uh, in the draft. A lot of concerns about his walking gait, his knees, uh, and all that stuff. But yeah, we saw Jefferson really take a turn for the worst a couple seasons ago. Uh, he's thirty-one, going to be thirty-two in January. So you're paying for a guy who you're not getting prime numbers. But again, you're not paying too bad. You know, ten million a year isn't. Is it Mozgov territory? And it's not a four-year deal like Mozgov's is. Uh, so, yeah, but again, fantasy's done. And the one thing I have to add here, being uh, a huge Dave Chappelle fan, is this made me think of the, the reparations episode uh, with Big Al. Uh, happy Portly Big Al. I'm paid. I'm paid. <laughs> no, I'm, sure nice. I'm sure anyone who's seen that knows what I'm talking about. That's my favorite Chappelle skit, man. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not the biggest Charlie Murphy, uh, Rick James, is, but uh, Reparations is my jam. And then Mad Real World, of course, is another awesome one. Yeah, I like the. Uh, I like the race draft. That's a great one too. It's pretty fantastic. Yeah, there's some. Uh, I missed that show. He's Jack now, by the way. Have you seen Chappelle recently? He was nope. at the Warriors game the other day. Um, I think what game? Game five, I want to say. He's pretty ripped. Nice. Yeah. All right, so let's hit some rumors. Uh, again, hopefully we're not missing too much. Uh, I'll, I'll run through my phone while we're talking here. Um, but Mike Conley is quote-unquote lasered in, that's a new one, um, on Dallas and Memphis with Memphis having, quote, ultra-strong position, according to ESPN Mark Stein, who's been killing it, by the way. Um, Stein's been putting out a lot of good stuff. So what do you think on this one? And then also to tie into that, Chandler Parsons is meeting with Memphis. So Memphis is trying to lock up those two guys. Yeah, and it sounds like Conley and Parsons want to play together, too. So um, I'll be surprised if they don't both end up in Memphis. Yeah, that sounds like they're the favorites. Uh, obviously, Parsons isn't coming back to Dallas. Dallas is going to look to spend elsewhere. Uh, they need a little bit of help. They don't have many players under contract right now. Um, but yeah, uh, I think his fantasy value will be fine regardless. Again, we'll talk about that when the deal goes down. Um, tying into Parsons, last night met with the Blazers with pretty much everyone. I uh, met with the owner, the GM, Terry Stotts, and then Damian Lillard. 
was, quote, really impressed, according to Tim McMahon of ESPN. Um, they offered him the max, so the, the Grizzlies know where they stand. Uh, if they want him, they're going to have to max him, it looks like. Yep. What do you think? Do you think he'll be better in any particular spot for his fantasy value? New coach in Memphis with David Fisdale. Probably run a little slower, less efficient offense than what Stotts will do. Are you who for Parsons? For Parsons, sorry. Oh yeah, Parsons. Um, I mean, I, I he he is who he is. I think he's going to be the same player in Memphis that he was in Dallas. Um, I think wherever he goes, he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot, and and you know, be one of the main guys. So, I I would I would think that he would he would be um, at least as valuable in Memphis as he was in Dallas. Yep, um, and I think back to Conley. If Conley does uh, go to Dallas, uh, I think that may help his value a little bit. Uh, a team that's probably runs a little bit faster. We all know Rick Carlisle is one of the point guard whisperers with what he did to Darren Williams, Raymond Felton, and all those guys. So I think if if you're a Conley dynasty owner, you're probably rooting for Dallas a little bit now that I think about it. Um, but yeah, Parsons will be good. He'll have a lower usage in Portland with CJ and Dame. So uh, I think it'll be uh, a, a little bit of a tougher sell. Again, it, it's, it's all about Memphis. If they max, I think that Parsons is going to go that way. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's going to be a close one. Uh, and then one other thing I thought this impacts is Alan Crabb, who I love. Uh, he had a 57.2 true shooting last year. One of the better perimeter defenders. Really flourished in summer league. Carried it over for his best year by far. And really we're, we saw him grow a lot. A lot of room for improvement. Didn't get to show what he can do. His minutes came up huge in the playoffs. Um, kind of like the way C.J. McCollum did. What? So, uh, yeah, I, I like Crab, man. I think someone's going to pay him a ton of money, and, and they should. He's a good player. Yeah, I like him too. Hey, uh, Berger, Ken Berger tweeted out that uh, meth, LSD, heroin, and other opiates are also considered drugs of abuse under the anti-drug policy. So. It's possible it was one of those for OJ Mayo instead of uh, instead of PEDs, but uh, either way, man, it's a, that's a sad story. Yeah, it's terrible. <sighs> All right, let's move on uh, to let's just hit KD real quick. Uh, I'm sure you guys have heard a million times. He is lamping in the Hamptons uh, for the the cool 1990s thing to say. <laughs> um, uh, for the weekend, going to have meetings with five teams. I'm sure you've heard who they are. And then he's going to meet back with OKC on Sunday and supposed to have a, a decision on Monday, uh, on July 4th. So uh, I will be right by my computer all day <laughs> looking for that. So it seems like OKC is the heavy favorite. Mark Spears said 90% uh, going back and pretty much everyone else. Mark Stein said strong position, quote-unquote. So, any chance uh, KD goes elsewhere? Um, I think there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance? I wouldn't. I wouldn't fall out of my chair if I saw he signed with the Warriors. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I I just can't see him, especially after they made the move to get Oladipo, which I think was a great move for OKC. Um. I just think he's going to go back for at least this next season and see what see what they can do with with a uh, a starting three of Westbrook, Durant, and Oladipo. I mean that's that's pretty friggin' stellar to me. 
and Steven Adams and maybe Al Horford. Maybe uh, Al Horford, man. Yeah. Think it, Horford. Woo-wee. Oh. Yeah, you bring uh, – I would start Robertson and bring Depot off the bench and let Depot just dominate that second unit and do the same. No, I, I'm, no? I'm, start, I'm starting all Depot. Yeah, just give, it, just give those – go uh, the Stan Van Gundy route, play your starting unit like 20 minutes together. Yeah, because to me, Oladipo is he—he's so—he's such a good defender, and he's got offensive skills. He's a good passer. Like I—I I want him in my starting lineup. They—they they traded Surge to get him. I—I I, I just feel like they—they they got him to start. In in my opinion, you—you you may be right. He might come off the bench, but I, I was, just think they're a better first unit with Oladipo in there instead of Roberson. Yeah, I was talking about uh, if they bring Horford in, like you. You would if if they sign Horford, you would go Westbrook, Depot, Katie, Horford, Adams. Just put your yep. best five out there. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I I would I would start. Yeah, I I. What do you who you're gonna who's gonna be your backup ball handler then on the second unit? Cam, little, um, Cameron, little Cameron Payne. Cameron, love. Cameron Payne. <laughs> Waiters would be obviously gone. I mean, I think he's gone regardless. Um. Yeah, I just I don't know. I mean, Westbrook doesn't play huge, huge minutes during the regular season. You know, he's only around mid thirties, so you're gonna have to figure out someone to handle the ball for you. Uh, if you stagger Katie a little bit too, but I don't know. Uh, again, I, I think. De- what do you think about Depot's value? I didn't have you on for for that pod. Uh, it takes a hit, obviously. A guy who was pretty much top twenty late in the season. Yeah, it takes a hit, but I mean, he. I think he's a thirty-three minute guy. Lower, um, lower uses, though, for sure. Huge, huge yeah. hit on usage. But his his three-pointers kind of came around. He had a, that one crazy stretch when he was like hitting five, six threes a game. Um, so he's got potential. And his, he, his jump shot was kind of broken earlier. But, again, he's coming around a little bit. So I think you're looking kind of in that, uh, that same Clarkson range, that five, six neighborhood. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so just a couple more. Uh, let's talk Harrison Barnes really fast. Uh, Keith Pompey saying the Warriors are going to match any offer on Harrison Barnes. That, again, would obviously be contingent on KD not coming to the Warriors because uh, they couldn't afford him. Uh, so do you think that now that KD is locked up in OKC, do you see Harry B is, is bringing, uh, bringing the noise uh, at age 24? <laughs> <laughs> do I see Harry B bringing the noise? <laughs> Uh, Harry B is not a max player, and it'll be interesting to see what kind of offers he gets. Um, but I mean, I'll be surprised if he's not back in in a uh, Golden State. Yeah, I mean, unless they're after Horford or somebody along those lines, which could happen. It could. Uh, yeah, they're, unless they sign someone, they're going to be all right. But the thing that you got to remember is you're paying for his prime. Uh, he's 24, so you're paying for straight prime on Harry B. Uh, he's been pretty bad, and uh, I probably rip Harrison Barnes uh, top five of anyone on Twitter um, for how bad he was. But that's because I, I fell in love with him in November before he got hurt. So it, it's like um, you know when you date someone, and you love them so much, and then they break your heart and you hate him. And you got their face on the dartboard uh, and all that stuff. But uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I think I'm okay with it. The more I think about it, but um, and the and the Mozgov thing has thrown off our perception too. So that's something to think about. 
Um, what else did I want to hit? Oh, let's talk about Kent Bazemore. Um, Zach Lowe saying Bazemore looking at nineteen million per. Oh, um, which I would I dislike more than Harry B. Um, what do you, what's your thoughts on Bazemore? I had a meeting with the Rockets, which was not supposed to happen, by the way. Um, what's your what's your thoughts on Bazemore, who broke out a little bit last year? Yeah, I mean he was in an ideal situation in Atlanta with them losing Demar Carroll, so. Yeah, that's a lot of money for Kent Bazemore, man. I think I'm guessing that that's a an agent planted rumor uh, where he's like, "Hey, we want 19 million." So I don't think he's going to get 19 million. Uh, I'll probably be looking. The 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 early projection was like 16, which is Mozgov territory, so which is fine. So I'm I'm okay with that. Um, I think he'd be best. I thought Houston would be a good fit for him. Uh, D'Antoni loves that up tempo style. I think Bazemore's at its best when he's running all over the place. Uh, so that would be a good spot. Memphis is in on him. So whoever swings and misses on Parsons and all that, uh, I think they're going to be aggressive on Bazemore. Who would you rather have, Bazemore or Alan Crabb? Bazemore. Really? I yep. love I love Alan Crabb, man. Uh, I'm, I'm picking Alan Crabb for a breakout regardless. I like Crabb. Uh, I just like Bazemore a little more. Yeah. I, I just think uh, Crabb can defend a little bit and – I uh, love the efficiency, added a three-point shot, pure shooter, man. This guy's going to be really good. Uh, so one other thing I just wanted to add was the Kings. Oh, I should add this too. Um, we'll get that in a sec. I'll, I'll do it now. Uh, the Kings and 76ers are believed to be uh, most in on Dion Waiters. Uh, again, Dion Waiters most likely a goner. Um, I think that Waiters signing with the Kings would be the most Kangs thing of all time. or not <laughs> Not of all time, but it would be up there. <laughs> yeah, it would be. Um, they are chasing shooting guards, man. Stauskas, Ben McLemore. Seth Curry was good. He's restricted, so just bring Curry back. Let him do his thing with his uh, super cool Chef Curry two lows. Yeah, I don't know why they're so infatuated with chasing shooting guards when they've got Seth. I don't, I don't really get it. Yeah, it's been a huge battle for them for so long. And they picked up Bogdan Bogdanovich, too. Uh, so this is just the the constant struggle for shooting guards, man. And they're chasing point guards too. They're going to need a little bit of help for Collison, who's in some legal trouble. Oh yeah. And so what I was going to say was the Kings, Hawks, Mavs, and Bucks are in on Della Vadova. I think this guy's going to get paid um, for a guy who lost minutes to uh, Mo Williams and his AARP card uh, in the in the finals. So. Uh, any interest on Delhi? Uh, not really. I mean, he's he's going to be a, a good, competent, annoying backup point guard wherever he goes. That's that's just what he did. What he does. Yeah. Uh, so one thing that just hit recently is Evan Turner quote gaining traction with the Knicks. Um, apparently, Eric Gordon per Woj was saying uh, he's the number one perimeter target. So it looks like Knicks fans are looking at either uh, the villain, Evan Turner, or EJ, Eric Gordon Jr. Um, I, I don't like either of them. Do you? No, and if they add Eric Gordon, you've got Rose, Joakim Noah, and Eric Gordon. I mean, those guys may combine to play <laughs> 55 games next year. Yeah, Max, the uh, get the, the best... Uh, 
health guys, uh, the medical staff, and max those guys for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I mean, the Knicks are kind of kind of going with the has been injured card, and if all three of those guys, you know, and the stars align, they could be really, really good if those guys are all healthy. But the chances of those three being healthy just seem insurmountable. And they're all past their primes. And they're all past their primes. Yeah, I I hate I hate the. We didn't talk about the Rose deal much. What are, what are your impressions on that? I mean, I think it's a good move for both parties. Uh, I think Rose needed to get out of Chicago. Um, he's got a chance to rebuild his career in New York. Um, New York's taking a gamble on a guy who was a, an MVP at one point. Um, so I like I like the gamble. I just don't think it's probably going to work out. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, I hate taking you know two very very ball dominant players uh, on the same team unless it's Kevin Durant uh, who's who's awesome and then Westbrook um, is great too. So yeah, <laughs> not really sure on that. But um, yeah, I, I don't know what the Knicks are doing, man. It's just stop. Just stop. Just stop trying to just do the do the hanky for a couple of years. You know, Knicks fans will understand. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna have if nothing else, they're gonna have name value, man. I, those are household names that they're gonna have out there in that starting five. Yeah, they uh, they love it, man. Penny Hardaway, Stephon Marbury, Stephen Francis. Uh, a lot of these guys just uh, getting getting a little late on on the bandwagon. I know. Uh, Bill Simmons had a, a funny thing on that. Do you watch that show, by the way? The HBO Bill Simmons uh, Any Given Wednesday? I saw uh, maybe drunken Ben Affleck. Oh, my God. Going off about Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, you could tell. He, he must have been. They had uh, like what the the whiskey bottles in the background. Like You could tell he was probably hit. Those definitely weren't props. Yeah, it didn't didn't seem like it. But, uh, yeah, I'm intrigued by that show. I always, I always like Simmons. Yeah, that was pretty good. Kind of gets gives him a, an unfiltered. He takes his subtle shots at uh, previous employers sometimes. All right, so anything you want to add? Any? Uh, bull, I can't believe Mayo, man. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm anxious to see where KD lands. Um, yeah. I'm anxious to see where Chandler Parsons ends up. What about Chris Humphreys? Apparently, eight to ten teams are, are contacting him with uh, Hawks, Nets, Wolves, Spurs, and Hornets. Uh, in that group, Tough. wake me up when it's over. <laughs> he could probably, uh, I think he'll probably be. He seems like a big city guy to me, so he'll probably be more uh, about Brooklyn, co- co- bringing it back to Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, they liked him in Atlanta, so yeah. I, I could see him going back to Atlanta. But I mean, how much gas is left in his tank? There can't oh, be yeah. much. Oh, he's done. He's too much. Uh, Kardashian probably cut his. Uh, his mental capacity down a little bit. He's just like, all right, I don't want to work anymore. It's too hard. I don't mean capacity. and I just mean that he's like, ah, I just want to retire and chill. <laughs> all right, so we'll get out of here, I guess, right? Yeah. I'm sure we'll, I mean, we may pod tomorrow. I don't know, or I may pod, just go over stuff. But there's going to be so much news. So. But we'll be always banging out the player news page, so definitely hit that up whenever. Um, I'll be on Twitter pretty much all the time. Um, so if you have any questions or comments, definitely hit me up. My guest Gallagher. Um, yeah. So thanks for coming on, Steve. We'll catch you next time. All right, man. See ya.
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 